0: I welcome everybody to the podcast. This is your host, the Prince of Fresh Air himself, Mr. N- days Off Percy, joining by the biggest fruitcake of them all, Mr. White Privilege himself, El Don Cappuccino. What's up?
1: Uh, we gotta work on my branding. I never agreed to uh, that.
0: I think we, I think we can all agree that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, uh, so uh, this podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about the much-debated uh, uh, epidemic, a.k.a. COVID-19. Um, a lot of uh, theories and a lot of uh, discussion to be had about this. So we're going to kick this off with a bang. I don't like to keep people snoring, so we're going to just get right into it. Now, do you think this is a government conspiracy? Because this is something that's still going on despite how many cases and deaths we've we've got
1: no percy it's not a government conspiracy it's not a chinese conspiracy anyone who believes this is anything other than a guy eating a undercooked bat and then causing a global pandemic is an idiot but with that being said i have an article here online on my computer here that says uh it debunks covid 19 theory so i, I kind of want to go through all these and get your take on it before i tell you uh why they're not actually uh, uh true
0: yeah, shoot me. Let's hear.
1: <laughs> Alright, so, first of all, we have uh, the first conspiracy theory is that COVID-19 escaped from a Chinese lab. So, people think that um, the Wuhan, the city where this originated, has uh, China's only level 4 bio-laboratory, which is the highest security bio-laboratory you can have. Um, uh-huh. And it says they've been studying the coronaviruses for a long time and that it leaked out. And... Started infecting people and it spread across the world.
0: Uh, yeah, I heard something similar about that. But someone was saying, uh, you might mention it. But someone was saying that it all started uh, started through cell phone carriers and all this nonsense. Right. Uh, yeah. Let, 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 let me, me
1: see. see if that's one of these here. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So
1: just for that, for that first one, for people that believe that it, it leaked out of a Chinese lab. Uh, I mentioned the level four. The level four is the highest security bio lab that is standard by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, I think. Um, there is no level five. So level four is the best of the best. Um, so the chance of virus escaping the level four environment are super duper low. Um, and that's that for that one.
0: <laughs> oh god the, the most uh, people come up with the most uh outrageous uh, ways to debunk something that's obviously killing people mm-hmm. um we,
1: but when, when we just tried to record this the first time and we, we ended it you brought up that people think it was a conspiracy by our government to uh make people stay home and lock us down and, and control us you know and i said before i'll say it again now that um they, it's, it's not exactly lawful and constitutional for governors to order their states to close down for commerce. But I see the merit of it in this situation since it was so infectious and so deadly. Um, so I was OK with it at the time. And now that we're three months later, basically, um, I'm, it's getting old. I'm glad I'm back to work now, but a lot of people still aren't. But uh, it was a warranted response, I think, to what's going on. So it's not a conspiracy. It's just it was a good idea
0: yeah so this uh this whole thing uh the reason why i wanted to talk about it because there was a video i was watching it was um the pro stay at home um people and then uh anti stay at home mm-hmm. people and uh one of the things that one of the uh one of the ladies was sending a video was that you know we're innocent to prove guilty and that and that the government shouldn't be making us stay at home and that the the reason why there's not a lot of cases is because people are locked up at home mm-hmm. but that's exactly what it was designed to do to stop the spreading so my whole thing is that people understand that you know the curve is you know, uh, you know we're getting a handle on COVID um, but they don't see why obviously if people stay home it can't spread and so um, is it does it suck that people have to stay home and can't really go anywhere absolutely I mean people are very social creatures but we also have to understand that You know, people are dying from this. Not like people are just, you know, getting a sickness, a common cold, and and then recovering tomorrow. People are dying from this. People are suffering life-threatening, you know, health issues from this, and um, people have to be aware of that.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't legal, I think, but it was definitely for the greater good, and for that, I'm willing to overlook that personally.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it's it sucks that I have to say this, but. The, for a lot of people who just think this is a, you know, a, you know, a way for the government to control us, it's, it's one of those things where the people who think like that are ones that just want to go to the bar all the time, oh, yeah. who just want to go to the beach, and, and it sucks, but, you know, it's going to take someone in their family to get sick or die from it for them to take it seriously. Right. That's, I mean, look at... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, look at that pastor. I like... I mean, this is hilarious, and it sucks that it happened, but, you know, I, I think we talked about the, the Virginia pastor who uh was you know when this first started he was saying oh the pandemic is nonsense and you can't stop the lord's word oh my and god yes the,
1: that video is hilarious
0: oh it's 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 freaking hilarious so for, for people who don't know yeah there was a, a pastor from uh, uh from virginia uh where the the government uh uh the state of virginia told him he you know, has to close down his church. And he went on this whole tirade that you can't stop God's word. And, you know, God is going to strike you down. And uh, the pandemic can't stop him. And then a month later, he dies from COVID. It's it's sad, but it's hilarious that they try to protect you from the very thing that killed you. And, uh, and now the family... <clears throat> It's, it's it's sad, but not a family. Is like, all right, you got to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But why does it have to take someone to die for you to take it seriously? Because I don't, I don't get that. That's how
1: people are, man. They um until it affects them. I know I'm the same way. I didn't take this seriously too until I saw the uh, the 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 um, terminal rate of the elderly that got this. Because I mean, my my parents are under sixty. They're they're considered old, I guess, by the government family, but they're not super at risk to die from this. It's my grandparents right. I'm most worried about. So if something happened to them, I wouldn't forgive myself for not like trying to help them out. They go out every week and they do their food shopping, but they mostly stay at home. They come over here to drop off pizza once a week. They go over to hang out with uh, my little cousins over a couple of towns over once a week. But they're socially distant. They wear their masks and their gloves. Um, so it's, it's scary for I think those of us that have elderly family members. For me, if I got it, it's just a, a, a flu. Basically, it's a, it's a bad flu and it's not going to kill me. It's not going to kill you. But then it would give it to my parents, and I would hate to have them miserable. And then I could possibly transfer to my grandparents or to our neighbors or other people. So for us to all be staying at home and taking one for the greater good of humanity, you know, it's got to be done.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for me, I'm at risk, too. And so I I was born with asthma. So, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, I have to tell people, stay away from me because I yeah i you know i might enjoy your company but i don't know where you've been at I don't, yep. I don't know if you got it and the last thing i want to do is uh die in the middle of my sleep you know i'm 240 pounds of twist on sex appeal i have a lot of things to do in life oh, You yeah. know, oh i know um, i like sit
1: there and collect that appointment <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey that's the good thing about this pandemic i'm getting paid baby uh let me show you. i want the fbi to find out um uh, we're we gonna keep down the rest but uh uh yeah it's um the pandemic is one of those things where um you know a lot of people still think this is a joke uh they treat it as a joke and uh you know they just think it's a way for the government to control them and i think this is absolutely bonkers that people still think this despite the death the death rate Mm -hmm. um the you know the symptoms of it you know there was a broadway star who um who ended up losing one of his legs and being in the hospital for over a month and a half. And he was like 33, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, yeah, we're young and, you know, young and dumb, but you don't know. A lot of people don't know their, their health conditions. They don't know if they, you know, have a history of asthma in their family or if they have some type of gene that, mm-hmm. if the coronavirus, you know, triggers it, you know, it could possibly, you know, end their life. And so I think people should take it more seriously and stop treating it as a joke.
1: Yeah, I mean um, now as we as we get closer and closer to the end of this whole lockdown, uh, New York Phase Two I think reopens tomorrow, as long as nothing goes wrong between now and then. The only thing I'm concerned about now is that with all the uptick and the protests and riots and stuff, that it's going to spike again and we're going to be right back where we started in March. Um, that's my only real fear now anymore. Because I mean the numbers are back down, hospital hospitalizations are way down, deaths are down. Um, things are getting back to normal slowly but surely.
0: Yeah, and that's the that that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't go to protest because people aren't, you know, I understand like people don't want to wear masks everywhere and stuff, mm-hmm. but you're in a, a group of like thousands and you don't even have a mask on and people are coughing. It's funny, even without the protest, I remember one time I was uh, going to get some food and I saw a dude wearing a face mask, but it was on his chin, mm-hmm. it wasn't even covering his mouth. And he was just sitting there coughing his mind out, and it's just like isn't it funny like now a cough could warn uh a, a ass whooping yeah. from people <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i
1: saw someone doing that if i was in the deli or something and someone was coughing their ass off without a mask on i think i'd pull them outside
0: oh. yeah i mean it's, an, it's 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 hilarious the thing but it's crazy how much a cough could do so much damage and uh um but one of the things i want to talk about um so i had did like this interview for um a show and one of the things they talked about was um or one of the questions rather was whose fault is it to blame for the lack of um uh, emergency um the people or the government what do you what do you think
1: for lack of like emergency response to this well it's yeah. gonna be the government for sure i mean the government gonna control distribution for all this stuff when we run out for it um put protocols in place for states to deal with this stuff you know set up additional hospitalizations national guard stuff whatever whatever it takes i think it all falls on the government personally
0: yeah it's um i do i do agree the government has to take a lot of right. the responsibility yeah. but also i will also say the people have some responsibility Definitely. I, all of us um because we all thought it was a joke we heard about this in i think january yeah. and uh nobody took it seriously and it's crazy i think the first death was in january late january if i'm not mistaken Mm. in florida or no it was actually Southern california and um and uh it's just one of those things where i think uh we all should be blamed and i see people blaming trump that's the biggest issue i have is people just oh it's trump's fault it's his fault you know people are dying Mm -hmm. and you know and it's just it's sad that people would just finger point instead of admitting right. that we all should have, uh, you know, taken serious precautions yeah, and, and, when it first started. Now that you
1: say that I agree with you. I, I should have thought that before I said the government because it's definitely both false the government and the people. I definitely didn't take it seriously when it first started. Before masks were um, made mandatory by Cuomo here in New York, I was at a deli without a mask on, and uh, an old lady was there with the with the mask on. And she asked, she said, "Where's your mask?" I said, "I don't need a mask. I'm young. I, I am nothing's gonna happen to me." And that was until then I said it exploded and then I said, Oh, this is actually something super serious. Like we all gotta, you know, take care. It takes one person to not take care of themselves and others for it to, you know, start affecting you and your family. And um
0: Yeah, like the Florida the Florida spring breakers. Yeah, oh my
1: god, let me start on those freaking idiots either. <laughs>
0: so, Isn't it crazy that they all now regret it's, it's the, the decision? Spring breakers,
1: but- it's the churches that stayed open. It's the um the people that kept going to work, regardless. Um, people even here in New York, we had a bar here on Long Island called the Dublin Deck, I think, in Patchog that um, was getting around the lockdown because they're they sell food, so they do pickup, so you can walk in there and order food, and you're allowed to wait inside at the bar where you can order drinks. So they had like 60 people in there that were quote unquote waiting for their food, sent the bar and drinking,
0: yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy that uh you mentioned that because uh i know in la a lot of people didn't care uh because it's harder to enforce a lot of rules because you know la so spread out but i remember like when the whole thing started when they were saying all right you know um um people that stay at home and only uh you know business have to do pickup mm-hmm. or take out i should say uh a lot of business didn't care it was a happy hour all day mm-hmm. every day and uh and uh you know it took the government to shut them down uh, to you know come in and all right we're gonna give you a fine now because you didn't listen and then now you have people mad at the government but they didn't follow yeah. the rules it's crazy um but it leads me to my another question uh, another question I, I i ran into and something that we talked about and this is ties into racism a little bit uh something i noticed but hang on
1: uh, shameless uh, plug if you didn't listen to our last episode about george floyd go listen to that too okay go ahead
0: oh, abs- oh i'm sure they have listened to it right people no <laughs> uh yeah go go listen to that that's a very good conversation we had uh especially as a black man and a, a, a white man as well uh different perspective and we just you know unfiltered unscripted and we had a good time with that um But anyway, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, do you blame the Chinese
1: for this? Um, I don't see how you could really not blame the Chinese. I mean, I blame the Chinese for starting it. I blame them for letting it spread as much as it did. And then once it got out of China, it's kind of all bets are off. Um, But I blame the one dude in Wuhan who ate an uncooked bat, like learn how to cook food. And then um, the Chinese government really not doing a whole lot to put the kibosh on it obviously led to it spreading through out of China and then all across the world. So it's definitely China's fault. And uh, just we're talking, right. When we mentioned conspiracy theories before, the number one thing is that China says they have no cases. That is absolute bullshit.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before I get into the racism um, um, discussion, one thing I did want to talk about was, you know, I remember there was a doctor. I can't remember her. Uh, I think it was a him. Or mm-hmm. her. But there was a doctor who in December came out and did a whole thing about that. He was, uh, they mentioned that, you know, COVID is a real thing and it's going to be spreading mm-hmm. and it's going to cause a worldwide panic. And what happened when that happened? Uh, they were never to be found, uh, trying to act like it was never yep. said. And they dissipated off the face of the earth, ended up passing away, I think, from yeah. COVID uh, at some point but they kept it a secret and uh they, they try to act like it wasn't a thing and they never really publicly acknowledge, acknowledged it until you know our president kind of forced right. a hand and uh and now we have problems with china because of that the thing is know? we've had problems they with china were...
1: long before this happened this just hasn't helped
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're right yeah i'm not really into like the whole you know political side of things but you know it's just the pandemic thing i realized was a big thing was that you know they were withholding information they're shutting people down and i mean this was a a, a renowned uh, scientist i mean or doctor um who has some really valuable information and look what happened not only would they write but now people are dying from something that probably could have been prevented yeah, months definitely, ago. Definitely. Before you know, the stay-at-home. I, I realize that China's got uh, a
1: billion people or so, two billion people, whatever it may be. Um, but they could easily—I mean, they're a communist country. They have total authoritarian control over it. They could have forced people to stay home and stop the spread, and we would have never known. But instead, they pushed under the rug. They let it spread like wildfire, and now it's all across the world. Italy's had it bad. We have it the worst. You know, um, so it's definitely all their fault. They could have done a lot more, but at, but at the same now, this time, sorry, to... let's this. At the same time, our government could have done more, and also the our people could have done more too to help kind of make it not as bad as it got. But that didn't happen, and now here we are three months later.
0: Exactly, um, and so this lead this this uh, leads to my next question for you. Um, do you think uh, this pandemic? Uh, cre- uh, not not created, but it uh, it invited racism.
1: Uh, towards who? Um, the,
0: the Chinese. Chinese. Uh, because
1: so I yeah. definitely think that the uh the less informed people were definitely prejudiced against the Chinese at the start of this whole thing. Um, people that were you know had no idea about how basic biology works that um every Chinese person doesn't have the virus just because they're Chinese. it was only in China at the time. Um, the thing with that also that comes with that is double-edged sword because all the Chinese restaurants, at least around here closed because they still have relatives in China and they knew how bad it was getting over there. So they just shut down and to prepare for it to come here and wreak havoc here. Um, what I wish that some of those business owners, the Chinese food store owners had, you know, reached out about that and like told people that hey this is what really was going on in china and like not that they have no cases blah blah um would have been nice but I don't, I don't fault them for it at all i understand but people were definitely i think more more racist towards chinese people after this i i went on my way to go eat chinese like at least once a week just to try to support them a little bit
0: right yeah it's um so you know for me i live right next to chinatown uh in la downtown and uh you see it, my neighbors are Chinese and uh, you know, it's right, literally I can walk to Chinatown in five minutes and uh, you see the racism uh, that they they get and it's heartbreaking, people don't see it as racism, but it is, you know uh, making fun of, you know, old Chinese people saying that your, your people are, uh, you know disgusting, you're the reason why you're mm-hmm. killing our kind and uh, go back to China, you, you know and, you know, just call them a bunch of racist, uh, names and blame them for, you know, something that was out of control, you know? Uh, but I think it started like, this whole racism towards, uh, the Asian culture, um, that honestly wasn't really warranted. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it, it brings me to, I remember, uh, I went to a vape shop, uh, who has a Chinese lady working there and, um a dude came in and he was pissed about something um but he, he said to the chinese lady uh don't even look at me don't even breathe at me because uh, if you do it's gonna be problems and it was just like it was it, it's kind of sad to see um that that people don't see what they're doing they're you know um hurting people's feelings and, you know, they're being racist without mm-hmm. even realizing it.
1: Yeah, it definitely opened the door for a lot more racism towards the Chinese people. and I mean, Asians in general. I mean, how many people do you know that can tell different Asian, like, nationalities just by looking at them? Like, you got you got Chinese people, Japanese people, Koreans, the, the Thailand, whatever, stuff like that, you know? Vietnamese. People yeah. that are racist against Chinese people were being racist towards all the different Asian cultures because they have no idea that they're all different. Um... And it sucks that people are so uneducated about biology basically that it's uh, it got to that point.
0: Yeah let me uh, a little quick story. I remember in March uh, right before I took my leave of absence, uh, I was at work I work at you know a fast food um, casual spot and uh, two of the workers are one is Filipino and the other one is half Asian, half Filipino but uh, well, uh, half um, Japanese. And, um, you know, we were doing our work, you know, nobody really had, you know, a problem. We wore face masks and gloves. And one lady came in and she made a scene. She's seen them and she said, I don't want them touching my food. They're a bunch of, uh, snakes and, you know, why are they working here? You know, they should get deported back to China. Uh, I don't want to get sick. And she was yelling at people to stop eating the food and, uh, kick them out. And it was just, I mean, it's, again, like you said, it, uh, a lot of people don't know how to uh, tell the, the difference between different Asian cultures. No, a Filipino is not Chinese, but for a lot of people, they are, Everybody is yep, just the same with,
1: thing. Everyone with, with slanty and, uh, or weird eyes is Chinese automatically.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'm guilty of it too. I I thought he was Chinese and he said, like, no, I'm, I'm Filipino. And I was just... Uh, another educational uh, thing for me But yeah a lot of uh, racism um, Kind of just like Took off into yeah, another th- direction Thankfully here pandemic. I didn't see
1: too much of it That I can at like, least remember um, Like I said I was trying to go to Chinese food spots Once or twice a week just to you know Try to support them until they all closed um, But you know it, As it comes with the territory too That people are here are still so stupid As we talked about you know last A couple hours ago That it's still you know comes to racism it's widespread you know
0: right right um you know I- like a, i like to get into the, the controversial stuff so i'm gonna ask you a question i know uh, you're a fan of his i'm you know I, I i would say i'm a fan of his too but do you think trump has done a good job or the government, but it seems like a lot of people are targeting well, Trump th- about this. Yeah, so yeah. I want to every
1: time Donald Trump tries to do something, he gets targeted by people. Um, I don't think he did a great job. I think he did an okay enough job that he's getting us through this. But at the same time, it falls down to the states to um, deal with this sort of thing with the lockdowns and whatnot. Um, because anything that's not any power in the Constitution that's not granted to the federal government explicitly, it's the states' thing to do. You know, like the state takes ownership of that responsibility for their, their state. So in the constitution, they don't, I don't think there's any mention of pandemics and what, you know, what to do in that case. Um, So it fell down to the states mostly, I believe to uh, take care of, you know, planning and executing their plans to bring in hospitals and move workers around and whatnot. But um, I think Trump did a fine enough job. Like he did an okay job. He wasn't great. He wasn't stellar, but the only thing he's really been stellar in my eyes is, tweeting a lot and making the economy flourish.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, and it, it's, it sucks that people are blinded with this hatred. And then the first episode I did, I talked about why I don't get involved with you. politics and it comes to, and, and people just, the, the, their disdain with Trump trumps the fact that they realize they, they don't see that he's been trying to know help. And this comes down to, I remember when the, when the first day at home thing started, one of the biggest issues that people have was, oh, Trump can't force states to do this and states are speaking out against him. Oh, you can't force us to close. You can't force us to implement these rules and stuff. And then what happened? He let them do it. And then they yep. blame Trump for not having, uh, you know, for not, uh, you know, yep. being authoritative enough. It's just like yep. the man can't That's win. the thing.
1: Over here, we were lucky enough to have um, the New York Governor Cuomo and then New Jersey also Connecticut's governor kind of team up. And put in place regulations for all three of these states since they're in such close proximity to each other. You know they didn't want to have bars open in Connecticut but close in New York where people in New York could just drive to Connecticut across the state border and go to a bar, right? Um, so right, the right. problem with the thing I have with Trump is that we could have created a much more national. I mean, it's really honestly no, never mind. It's it was more of a state problem anyway because not all states were hit you know as hard as the Northeast was and as hard as Florida was and as hard as Texas and California were. So. Um, I think Cuomo did a fine enough job um, doing what he did and then the uh, the idea for him to team up with Jersey and Connecticut was also a good idea as well just to prevent people from you know hopping borders just to go do something they couldn't do in their own state
0: right and uh, you mentioned Florida Florida unfortunately is one of those states where I'm not surprised and I have no sympathy for because they just didn't give a rat's ass about anything they didn't follow any of the rules they didn't practice social distancing the it took the freaking uh the the mayor uh, a month and a half to finally close the beaches it it was just a lack of uh you know a lack of hustle and then what happens is and politics aside whether you hate trump or not what happens is you know the the mayor didn't enforce these rules, and then when the cases start going up, who did they blame? Not the mayor. Yep. They went straight to oh, Trump is the the reason why this is all started. And that's my biggest issue with this whole thing is that people aren't taking uh, responsibility for the actions. Uh, what they're doing is they uh, they blame Trump for everything and try to do, the, the you know take the blame off themselves. And uh, that's one of the biggest issues I have with this is that. If people would have taken more accountability, um, things, I mean, granted, people's unfortunately still might have died and cases still would have, you know, went up, of course, but it wouldn't be a significant spike the way it is.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm trying to pull up Florida's numbers here real quick. Um, Florida, so they had 60, just under 65,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus, and they've had 2,700 deaths, a little over 2,700. Here in New York. Let's see. New York, we have. No, this is oh, this is all like general New York. Let's see, kind of like a New York so, oh, I mean New well, York City New alone York has, has in leading. cases. So, so in Florida, oh, it's not as big surprise. a deal as it is here, to be honest with you. I mean, it's still a big deal that at the beginning they weren't, they didn't take it super seriously. But um now they can start reopening and they won't have a a huge fear of um you know having another spike here it's different because there's so many more people the population is so much more dense as you know from new york city um that it's way easier to spread so florida it's like the, the 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 less popular the less populous states i understand not having as strict lockdowns or any lockdowns at all even um so i have no problem with that it's just that um it's those states: New York, California, Texas. That have to be more careful now when they open back up. Illinois looks like it's actually. Illinois has got one hundred twenty-seven, 128,000 confirmed cases too.
0: Wow,
1: that's crazy. Um, Jesus.
0: Yeah, like you said, like like you said earlier. I, I wonder what the the case is going to be like. You know, when protests mm-hmm. will start dying down a little bit. You know whether it's going to skyrocket because I know the um, the the health. Uh, organizations are projecting another uh, wave yep. um, later this year, possibly early next year. And so uh, because what was going to happen is a lot of these states, Florida, <laughs> um, they're reopening way too early, just reopening everything way too soon. And then what's going to happen is, you know, case is going to go back up because what's going to happen? Everybody's going to go t- straight to the bars, to the beaches, to, mm-hmm. the, to the public parks. And I get it. I mean, everybody wants to get out what happens is i mean obviously you can't keep everybody locked up uh in the house all all day every day but the case is going to go right back up because people going to go right back outside not doing social distancing not wearing face masks and then we're going to be stuck at home again and then um you know people going to yep. be upset with trump again and there's nothing he can
1: do i mean there's nothing he can do anymore about it really that i think um hasn't already been done i mean it's the numbers are now starting to get back under control again which is good um it's just trying to keep them down now and that's not gonna be possible if these people all the people rioting and protesting don't wear their masks but um I, i'm obviously they're not to blame i get it but there's um there's still a while ways to go to get out of this like this is going to change i think the very fabric of how we, we go about our day-to-day lives for the next probably year or so. Like, um, I can talk about personal experience now. My my work, I work for uh, the Ducks, the uh, baseball team. So we are prepared, not officially to open the season yet, but we're trying to get approval to open the season to with 25% capacity in our ballpark, which would be about 1,500 people per game. Um, masks and, masks for everyone. Uh, all employees will have to wear masks and gloves. We'll get our temperatures checked before we even enter the ballpark. Um, A lot of social distancing, you know, between families and groups, whatever. Um, It's going to be a giant pain in the ass to pull off and to have every night. But um, everywhere, everywhere is not just stadiums and arenas. are going to have these guidelines now to use until the fear is gone. You know, so for at least probably the year we're going to have right. to wear masks and businesses and gloves somewhere. And, you know, it's going to be a real pain in the ass for everybody. But this it's the fear that people are still going to have for the next while, at least.
0: Yeah, until the right. vaccine uh, starts up uh, or is in, uh, in effect. And, you know, as you talk about work, you know, for me, you know, you know being an actor and you know, having an agent and stuff is one of those things where it's affecting a lot of people because you know just a little you know breakdown you know from january to like march it's a pilot season and you know right now people are casting for like tv shows and stuff but because of the pandemic um everything is shut down productions are not trying to reopen to Ju- uh, july the earliest um and it's going to change the landscape because you know uh you know casting directors and directors and producers they see you know right. thousands of people weekly um and so um you know i'm, I'm curious about what the landscape is because now what's going to happen with auditions or you know mm-hmm. is everything going to be virtual um you know is uh, travel is another thing international travel you know a lot of um commercials film outside of the united states uh, what's going to happen with that what's going to happen with budgets because mm-hmm. you know money has been coming in a lot of movies have been put on hold from releasing um a lot of productions have halted um so uh, it's one of those things that I, I wanted to ask you and you kind of talked about a little bit but how do you think it's uh, impacted you uh daily um in your everyday life and you know how do you go about uh, interacting with people now do you uh, do the fist bombs? Do you stay away So before what, this
1: what you All got locked down We had our job fair At the ballpark uh, Where we bring people To hire for game day And like interview them And what So we This was probably March 9th I think Or March 2nd Something like that So we had a, a ton Of people come to the ballpark um, Sitting down in our Tight press box With people You know Across the table And uh, we were told To elbow bump them That no handshakes No fist bumps Elbow bumps So you know You stick your elbow out And they bump elbows with you Um, And then The next week the pandemic hit It it blew up and then we had no The office was closed, whatever So I I was home until about Two weeks ago now, two and a half weeks ago When uh, I got called back in to start getting the ballpark ready In case we have a season But until then, I was going out Of my house Once a week, twice a week maybe To either get food Or to go get liquor for the weekend Because that's the only way anybody got through this The last three months But um for I mean I, right. I'm lucky oh, I yeah. have my Xbox so I can play with my friends. That's no problem. Talk to them. I we my family zoomed each other for every important event. As you know, you've been a part of those. Uh, according to graduation, we had a socially distant yeah. little get together on our front lawn, where people drove by and hung out with us for a little bit. But um, you know it's been tough. It's the face to face interaction is not what it once was. Especially for someone like me who works in sales, where you know I haven't actually been able to do my job for three months now. Um, you know I'm wearing my mask um, I think that the amount of fear that people will have once there's a vaccine put out and even once everything opens back, open back up again that is undue I think a lot most of us have probably been in contact with the virus and don't even know it so we all either have antibodies or basically asymptomatic yep. um, so that's not really a big deal it's really just more I'm fearful for the elderly population who Especially in New York has suffered tremendously.
0: Yeah. Um uh, yeah, everyday life is uh, very interesting. You know, it's um it's it's one of those things where it won't change. This might just be the new normal for the next
1: Yeah, my, my couple, dad next lying.
0: year and a half, two years. This is the new normal maybe yeah. even
1: further. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that a couple months ago we were all out free as free as can be. We were packing bars and stuff, and now all of a sudden
0: yeah, we can't go anywhere. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's one of those things where, like, when I when I see people and stuff, elbows, uh, stay apart. Uh, yeah, stay apart. Uh, not really. I won't yeah, say like yeah, six I it's feet because of of nobody really I like. bringing out the measuring tape for that. But yeah, the social distancing. But you know, it's one of those things where, in LA. Uh, unfortunately, different counties are a lot different. And that's right. why I took my leave of absence from work because, like, my job is in North Hollywood. And so, like, in downtown, for me, everybody pretty much stays at home unless they're going to a grocery store or going to work. People stay home. It's usually a ghost mm-hmm. town by three o'clock. Um, highways are empty. We go to North Hollywood, people are still in groups, don't give a crap. They sit outside the store talking with no face mask they come in loud yelling screaming uh people aren't covering their mouth when they sneeze or cough it's just like yep. a lack of caring from people and so uh and i get some people just don't you know don't have that fear you know because you know uh they're young and they have nothing to worry about but l- let's let's think about other people too you know because you know a lot of people have roommates who might you know have you know mm-hmm. health conditions that put Them at risk so you hanging out with your Buddies drinking beer and you know Doing all this nonsense you go home And you get someone sick your parents Your grandparents your roommate Someone who's susceptible And then what happens now they gotta spend If then uh, luckily they don't Have to go to the hospital but they might You know get yeah, the symptoms they're That a couple of are weeks. absolutely yeah, devastating sure. when you Read about them yeah. huh. It's uh It's it's crazy. Um, so, what do you think is the, um, you know, let me think. Um, what do you think happens now? Like, do you think uh, if we get hit with a second wave? Yeah, we're make I, stay I really do again?
1: believe that if um, in the next week or so we might see a spike of new cases and that will cause us to trigger. Another lockdown of some kind, um, whether it's partial this time or if it's again another total lockdown for two weeks to make sure that everybody is once again COVID-free or whatever. Um, I mean, I I start I took so on March eighteenth, seventeenth, the, the stock market crashed pretty hard to like lows, super low. So I got a lot of money in there now, and it's built back up pretty good. But um, if the if the cases go up again, the economy is going to crash again. So, I really hope it doesn't come to that. But if it does end up that this rioting and protesting spikes cases again, we'll all be at home for two more weeks, or at least two more weeks. And uh, nothing else we can do about that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And the biggest thing, and I know a lot of people are going to, you know, um, are people going to agree with this. Sports is going to get hit heavy with this. And they still are. A lot of sports aren't coming back. Um, there's no plan yep. to come back, or some are talking, but... Uh, mm-hmm. They have no way to get the fans involved. And some sports, like you know, we're both uh, wrestling fans. Uh, I know um, NBA, um, football. Uh, th- a lot of um, sports rely on ticket sales from fans, yep, the, from you know, concession stands and stuff. So without the lack it's, uh, of fans, all the, the tickets no are money actually a,
1: a pretty small chunk of change for sport. I, this is I, it's something I can I can speak pretty matter-of-factly about. Um, the major league teams make their money okay. from advertising and from their television contracts with TV stations. So the only reason it would, it would be let me phrase it it would be stupid for all the major league sports teams to not come back and try to play because if they don't play they have to give back millions of dollars in advertising money to the sponsors to the companies like Bud Light and whoever else city whatever whoever it may be right for their television commercials for their advertising in the ballparks right. um As well as give back the TV or not get the TV deal money from the TV stations who bought the rights to their games. So they'll be losing hundreds of millions of dollars in money just from that alone. Ticket sales isn't really a huge part. I mean, it plays a big part when you have big stadiums like that. But it's so much less than the television deal money and the sponsorship money. So if the sports want to survive, they're going to have to play without fans. So just so they can keep the sponsorship money and the television deal money coming in.
0: Yeah, I mean it's um, I mean I'm not that well versed in sports like obviously you are, but I know like you know for instance I've been following UFC for a while and I know Dana White talked about this, uh, who's the president of UFC and he's saying that um a lot of sports are reaching out to him um, because you know they're trying to find a way to get around not only the pandemic but probably trying to see if they could get fans involved because some sports like UFC rely on ticket sales and. What happens is, oh, uh, yeah, maybe they do have a lot of money saved up and equity and all that stuff. But what happens after a couple months, you know, you got to pay salaries. You got to pay, um, you know, you got to pay for the COVID yeah, well, testing. You yeah. got to pay for the stadiums. You got to pay, you know, the employees. The thing is, you got with no fans, with, with no for fans
1: that's significantly less employees you have to pay. You know, there's no one running food stands, beer stands, you know, clean team. Although the only employees you really have to pay are the people who operate the scoreboards and the team, like the manager, training staff stuff like that so it's significantly less payroll to pay out and um it's less overhead to operate with no fans and attendance. you have to worry about the bathrooms you know and and selling food electricity stuff like that so it's gonna it's gonna help teams survive i think in the long run if they play without fans uh but it's also gonna hurt them at the same time
0: yeah especially with the advertising because i know you mentioned advertising and i know I, you know, I've been to a couple of ducks, ducks games and uh, I know a lot of the advertising um, You know, they try to get fans yep. involved, yep. you know, they do like little games or you know They try to get people involved in some way to, you know Raise awareness and get people to you know buy some of the, the products that they're trying to sell But you know with people, uh, you know, people still out of jobs unemployment still sky-high um, And uh, you know, no live gate uh, it's kind of hard for people to, you know, to push those. Ad- well, it's hard for right. organizations to push those advertising uh, adv- advertisements because people yep. don't have the money that they used to, or even if they do, they don't want to spend, yep. you know, their money on something because yeah, it, it's they still the advertising. Are a luxury Thanks for stuff.
1: businesses that can afford to advertise with us. um So the problem now with the twenty-five percent capacity is that sponsors could also want to pay only twenty-five percent of what. Advertising would have cost them with the full ballpark, you know. So if someone bought a twenty thousand dollars sign, they're all going to want to pay five grand for it now that we're only going to have fifteen hundred fans instead of six thousand fans a game. So, so we're going to still lose money, right? But it'll be better for us in the long run, even to lose. I mean, it, to bring in some money is better than bringing in no money, you know. So we're going to do what we can, and that's what all these leagues are going to try to do as well, right? Yeah. Uh, right now, we're on pace to be the first league to start play if we do get approval. Um, which would be cool because the NHL is not going to start their playoffs until July, like mid July earliest, and then the NBA has a plan in place. I think to play in September, maybe the end, maybe August sometime. I don't remember, but um, you know, we're we're trying our hardest to get a, a team to play and the league approved for you know all the states we're in, but every other major league team's got the same problem, man.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of I know the NBA had talks about probably starting, uh, you know, starting the playoffs, but and NHL as well. And you're seeing this where a lot of teams are. Uh, I know the biggest problem with the NBA is that they only want to do the playoffs in certain areas of the coast. So, you know, the Golden State Warriors uh, probably don't want right. well, to go to the I, I, I the think East the new deal was play. that they're all going to play
1: um, in Disney. Disney's got some basketball courts they're going to play on. I think so. I think I saw that the other day. I think oh, they agreed the on, deal? in principle, okay. on a plan. So I think it's like 13 teams from the West and nine teams from the East are going to fly into Disney and play um, some round-robin games and then go into the playoffs for some somehow. I don't know the exact details, but it's something like that, I think.
0: And then I know NHL has something to it's be, it's be about like 16 teams. teams playing in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So the bottom seven teams are out. Oh, 24. Think, um they're still, they, so they're going to do. I think they're trying to do two sites one in the east, like one arena in the east, one city in the east. What uh, be a hub for the playoffs where all the all the eastern teams will play at the eastern hub, all the western teams will play at the western hub. And then, um, once we get to the end, the team from the east will play home games in the east, the team of the west, will play home games in the west, whatever. And then they'll crown a champion. But yeah, it's they expand the playoffs to 24 teams now, is the uh, the plan.
0: Oh, okay. So that's a good plan. I think, um, you know, despite how much, uh, you know, when it comes to finance uh, and stuff like that with the teams, this is a good time because um, a lot of players and teams could get a lot of awareness now. So, you know, mm-hmm. people can start building up stars. You know, people will be more inclined to watch, uh, you know, uh, basketball who kind of fell out of it. Um, and uh, I mean, it'd be a good idea for them to possibly in the next month or a couple months or so to probably start off small start Mm -hmm. getting some, some stuff on TV because while a lot of people at home, this is a lot of exposure. That was my thought for um...
1: hockey with this, with this expanded playoffs is that this is going to do more to grow the sport of hockey than they've done in the last 20 years, probably. So I'm excited to see what happens with that and trying to attract new fans with the expanded playoffs and whatnot. Just the exposure will bring the league in general to have it on, you know, in Hopefully a little more than a month now, which would be super, super awesome. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Cause it's still, it's still a ways away from yeah, happening. Absolutely. I know the Islanders open their practice facility to some small groups of players today. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I know LA, especially, uh, they're trying to, they, they're projecting that, uh, 2021, will probably be, um, the latest that they'll, uh, reopen uh gatherings of I think five thousand plus, ten thousand plus. So a lot of basketball teams who rely on, you know, twenty thousand uh fans, um, they won't have that um that that recognition, that exposure. So they might have to downgrade to smaller arenas, which in turn would be helpful for the to those arenas because now nah, they, you know, get a little yeah. boost and people, Oh, the goals it, they played here. It also just costs oh, less to, to open up those like smaller venues.
1: So, I mean, if they have the same dimensions as an NBA court, it makes sense to play games at there where it's going to cost a lot less to open the building up, you know, but, um, right. It's all, this is unprecedented times. And, man. uh,
0: yeah, it's crazy to think about, you know, like you said, a couple months ago, everybody was in their New Year's resolutions, hitting the gym, trying to lose weight. And, uh, you know, sports were on a great start. Everything's going yep. well. And it kind of just all <laughs> it's, turned it's, to shit.
1: Like I, like I said in the last episode we did about George Floyd, how, how this is one of those where were you when moments in life. This whole thing before that George Floyd thing happened, this whole coronavirus thing was another one of those. Like this will be talked about. Hundreds of years from now, you know, in history class and health classes, this is another one of those "where were you?" when's and unfortunately, it's going to be the same answer as you know the George Floyd stuff. But it's it's right here. We're living it. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's um and, and just to to bounce back off what you said, um, this pandemic. I know a lot of people are frustrated with it and stuff, but I think if you use your time wisely. You can do things like honestly, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know if I would have started this podcast. Um, There's a lot of things I wouldn't probably have been able to do. You know, I've been fortunate enough to get a lot of voiceover audition stuff that I never really thought about. So I think if you open yourself to you know probably exploring new ideas and uh you know uh, you know trying to achieve new things, um, this pandemic actually. It, it definitely did, man. I started,
1: started investing in the stock market. Um, it was honestly, I kind of enjoyed it. It was like I was retired with a pension. You know, I was still getting paid the whole time and I really wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, I rearranged my room, cleaned it out. Um, so it, it definitely had its ups as long as you know how to spend your time wisely and like get stuff done. But at the same time, it also took its toll on a lot of people mentally, you know, being stuck in their house with their with their families. Um I struggled for a couple of days throughout the last couple of months with my depression, but I mean, it is what it is, you know? Um, some of my friends have reached out to me saying, hey, I'm feeling pretty shitty, you know, like what, you know, what what did you do when you were feeling like this, whatever. But uh, overall, it, it's, it's definitely been a roller coaster right. you know, of ups and downs since this started, you know, three months ago.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's, mental health is something, you know, a lot of people don't realize and, and I think that's why a lot of states kind of, we're easing on restriction, and I respect that. I mean, I, I do understand that's a big thing, uh, and it's one of those things that a lot of people like. You know, to be honest, I've never really experienced depression, so I don't know what it's like. You know, for me, I've always found ways to kind of get out of my mind. You know, I'm fortunate uh, to sit on the balcony outside, and like uh, you know, California is always hot, so go for walks. You know, do a quick workout. Uh, Just listen to music and, you know, uh, just sit Mm -hmm. outside for a couple minutes to an hour um, to find ways to, you know, divert my attention. Because there was times during, you know, when this first started where I was doing nothing. I was just literally Mm -hmm. eat, sleep, play video games, repeat, maybe no here and there. And so now, uh, as I realized, I'm like, man, you know, people still at home for the most part. I have a lot of free time, you know, let's get creative. And uh, hopefully this is a time, too, for a lot of people who hate their jobs or, you know, have career aspirations to, um, you know, focus on their mental health and explore those options. And, um, you know, like you said, this is a time to, you know, learn yourself, learn new things and have fun with it because, you know, the stay at home thing, it could soon end. We could soon be right back into it. Who knows? Um, But you know, Definitely. it's, it's, what you it's get like out a lot of, it. of things like that. You know, Obviously. you get
1: you get out of it what you put into it. So if you want to sit there all day for the last three months and do nothing and just sulk about how you're stuck in the house, how you lost your job, whatever, I understand that. I really do. I've been there. I I spent uh, six months doing that in college, basically. Um, but for those of us, for those of you out there who you know decided to learn something new or start bicycle riding again, like my mom got her bike fixed up and has been riding it around. She's doing beach. She's doing yoga on the beach now. Whatever you know it's just keeping yourself busy and not letting nice. your, your, your nice. mind you know wallow in your sadness is, is big so you know it's good to get out and do some stuff or even just do stuff around the house whether it's gardening working on the front lawn you know whatever whatever it is painting stuff um you know i got a lot accomplished this this whole quarantine so i i'm kind of content with how it ended up as long as it ends at the way it's going now with it doesn't spike up again and we're all stuck back you know Thumbs in our ass is doing nothing
0: Right And one last thing I wanted to touch on and wanted to get your opinion about And uh, I know this is like a big thing That's going to probably influence The the presidential election coming up But what do you think about the stimulus package And the new proposed one Uh, You know There's a lot of opinions out there Um, Uh, So I want to see what you think I'm
1: a Republican Uh, I, I have no problem admitting that but, God, did it feel nice when I got my $1,200 check in the
0: mail. Just put that what, what? Yeah. Wait, did you – hold on. Did you, did, yeah, did right, you hear Republican, that? Yeah, right. Republican, right? So you're yep. a racist homophobic. Um, but yeah, so I,
1: I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not complaining about that. Do I think – I think it's a tremendous waste of money to give it – I'm going to get you catching flax if, if people actually listen to this. Um, if they do another stimulus package to people that are dependents – meaning that people live at home still and supported by their parents, that it will be a tremendous, tremendous waste of money. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I understand that people need it now, probably more than ever, but at the same time, it's going to cause some economical side effects that, you know, we really don't need happening now. I mean, the the economy slowly starting to bounce back. The jobs report this past week was pretty good. Um, so I don't know if it's going to come to having to give out a second stimulus package. If it does, believe me, I will take the government's $1,200 and put it in my bank account. It's going towards my get off Long island fund anyway. But, um, you know, I mean, it's 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 like all things. It's it's good and bad. You know, I see more of the good in it the first time than I will the second time.
0: Right. And uh, I think... Um... The thing with the first stimulus, uh, the first stimulus package, and this was the thing that was a little uh, troublesome was people were complaining about it. People were complaining it wasn't enough money. I mm-hmm. here's the thing, like I understand a lot of people have mortgages. Uh, some people pay high amounts of rent, um, but let's be grateful. We got twelve hundred dollars. A lot of people. I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not, I, I am grateful about unemployment. You know, a lot of yep. people get, making a lot more than they would in their day job. And, uh, a lot of people right. are, are able to save and, and all the stuff. I'll put and this and, real quick. Just that and,
1: I, I, yeah, I, I have it. a but full-time was, job. I'm lucky to have a full-time job. I didn't get further. I didn't get laid off. I get paid $13 an hour. I'm making about $1,600 a month to get a check for 1200 bucks for nothing. You know, that's, that's sweet. That's almost, that's like 75% of a month's pay right there. So, on top of my monthly pay, that's a pretty freaking good month, you know?
0: Exactly. You know, and uh, like you said, invest in, find ways to, mm-hmm. you know, um, use the system. Uh, you know, whether it's collecting EBT. I know a lot of people make fun of EBT, but hey, if it pay, yeah, gets definitely, food definitely. on the table for you, by all means. and. uh and hopefully with the next stimulus package i know they're they're proposing uh a bigger mm-hmm. budget for you know like you said dependents uh i think another 1200 but this time they will include yeah, I, um, I more I people about, in uh, it so like if you have more kids you'll get more money would be
1: pretty sweet also again i'm a republican and i have no problem paying off my debt but if i could get my forty thousand dollars worth of debt off the board that would be amazing too <laughs>
0: Yeah, the debt thing uh, I kind of talked about it in the first episode I I, I won't dive into it too much But, you know, uh, like I said uh, One of my major points with the debt thing Is that Even if they do cancel it What's going to happen is Mm -hmm. Other areas of our life is going to change Because of it So, like, yeah, they might wipe off student debt But what happens, like, when people want to go get a car loan Or a a mortgage loan You know, Mm -hmm. uh, interest rates are going to fly through the roof because they realize that oh the government you know if we hit another snag uh the government all they can do is erase mm-hmm. it so we might as well get yep. our money's worth while the time is you know of the essence um but uh yeah hopefully um they probably won't pass another stimulus package right now because they're seeing an uh increase in the economy thank you to trump i know a lot of people hate republicans and hate trump but let's give the man credit He's getting jobs. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, the, the stock market was all time high. Jobs, jobs numbers were, were crazy. It's, got high.
1: it's the, the guy the guy knows how to develop an economy in a business. That's for that's undisputable.
0: And and thank God we have someone like Trump right now because he is a businessman. He's not a politician. He knows how to use money. He knows how useful money is. And so yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, everything is not going to be perfect. People are always going to find something to complain about. That is just a given. But the 600 bucks a, a month, the, the 1200 dollar, um, you mm-hmm. know, check that we all got, or for some people still waiting to get. But this is all stuff that I don't know, mate. I don't know if Obama would have passed it if he was president uh, during his time. So, you know, I think we should all be a little grateful about, you know, the, the blessings that. We've gotten out of this. Yeah, and I agree. Let's see I would never openly
1: advocate free handouts, but if the government's going to give me one, I will happily take it. <laughs> I know you will too.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, hey, look. I, I mean, let's let's be real. Oh, a yeah. lot of people swim in debt. A lot of people live in paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes i help, like I said, in, uh, one of my slogans is a helping hand is a better hand. So, hey, I'm not going to say no to extra $1,200. Um, and um, you know, right. obviously, people are always going to abuse the system, regardless. I mean, that, that's just a given. Um, but hopefully, um, the, the stimulus package they passed did a really good job. And let's see what happens. Let's mm-hmm. see what the economy looks like in a couple months. What happens with the with the antivirus? Or, <laughs> what's what's the correct word for that vaccination? Uh, which probably won't come until have early, early next year. Trials going for coronavirus um,
1: vaccines, so it's coming. It's coming eventually. Some sooner rather than later, hopefully. But
0: yeah, so yeah, so hopefully, people who who had coronavirus, um, maybe if if uh, this testing areas are near you, who are uh, volunteering people to donate blood, uh, let's let you know, go out there and uh, let let's. Uh, it's trying to make this fast and quick because yep, really a be be lot of people for the rest living in of their fear life. for the next couple um, of months
1: to probably a year or so from now, I bet. And it comes with the territory, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Oh. No. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, I mean it's one of those things where I know even when I do uh, go back to work, I'm still gonna be stay away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no more handshakes. And, and for the entertainment business my my livelihood that's going to change forever Um, at least for the right. foreseeable future for the next year or two Um, so yeah, I, man, I'm curious to see how this all plays to out see for sure but uh yeah it, it was a good talk. I, I wanted to talk about this because you know I know a lot of people have uh, opinions and stuff about it I mm-hmm. uh, don't really have a way to talk about it so I'm glad we were able to uh, like I said, this podcast is is, is done to open to the conversation and uh, start those dialogues um, that a lot of people don't have. And so, um, you know, I'm, I was glad that we was able to touch mm-hmm. on a lot of things that yep. people have uh, opinions about and hit them. So very informational, <laughs> very comedic, uh, the big fruitcake. Yeah, we got to work again, on that like uh, I'm going
1: to introduce myself next time we do this. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is my podcast I'll do what I want I'll
1: talk to you later (laughs) be good everybody out there be good wear your
0: masks yeah yeah, absolutely thank you Don for for another great episode Uh, thank you guys for tuning in again Um, join uh, anchor.fm or download the Anchor app Um, really good tool This how I started my podcast and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and like I said a better hand is a helping hand. Take no, care. I, I thank think,
1: you, guys. Yeah, isn't it a helping hand is a better hand?
0: Uh, I change it every time.
1: Oh, okay. Just making sure. It,
0: it, I keeps, said it, keeps, I... it keeps people on their toes.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. All be right. good.
0: Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thank you, guys. See you soon.